the Hardline Sports Talk with Michael Merlo and John Michael Masiri on the SND Podcast Channel. That's right. Episode 65 of the Hardline Sports Talk. I'm Michael Merlo. Alongside me, I've got John Michael Masiri. JM, how are you doing? I'm doing good, Mer. Uh, I've been running around a little bit today. Uh, shoved some food down my throat, but oh. I'm ready to go. Had fajitas. Big fajita guy. Yeah, I know you're a big fajita guy. Yeah. You're able to, that was able to go down the throat quick. All good. Uh, you know, looking back, when I had my choice of foods to eat quickly before we recorded, I probably shouldn't have done one that literally, literally requires you to build it. I mean, they give you the tortilla on the side and, you know, the steaks in its own compartment and everything like that. You're basically just doing all the work and you still got to buy it for like 15 bucks. Right. So looking back, probably should have gotten a burrito or something like that, but it's fine. You picked it up from somewhere. It wasn't made at home. No, I picked it up. Where'd you pick it up from? Three Amigos. Right down the block. I've never heard of that place. Little, on, little, <laughs> uh, little underground place. Underrated. Yeah. It's, I mean, seems I've had, very underground. I've had better. It's right next to Geno's. Oh, yes, I do. All right, I yeah. know that place. There yeah. you go. Definitely yeah. underground. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're going to talk uh, some NBA and a little NHL playoffs as the Rangers uh, tied up the series 2-2. That'll be in a little bit. We are going to start with baseball, though, and in our own town with uh, both the New York teams. We are going to start with the New York Yankees, though, because a lot going on. Uh, They're playing right now against the Orioles, so we'll update you as needed throughout the episode. But they are 30-13. and They have the best record in baseball, but this has been a rough week for them. Not only losing games and some controversy with players, which we're going to get to in a few minutes, but big-time injuries now coming their way. Yeah, you ain't kidding. Um, you got Loisaga and Stanton today going on the IL. Yesterday, Chapman goes on the IL. We just found out a couple of days ago, Chad Green's getting Tommy John surgery. Donaldson and Gallo and Higashioka were on COVID IL. Donaldson's still on COVID IL. Then he's got to serve his stupid one-game suspension. But um, this is, listen, the, every season isn't perfect. You know, we knew something like this was going to happen. It was going to happen at some point. They were going to get hurt. Something was going to happen. Um, we didn't think it would all happen at this time, but could be worse, knock on wood. Um, and this is a test for the Yankees, right? Keep your head above water. Stay competitive. We're going to see how their depth is. I mean, you look at the lineup today. Miguel Andujar is two for two right now. He's actually batting right now, working a nice three-two count. Um, you know, you have guys that are stepping up. Jose Trevino stepping up yesterday in a big way. Really nice story there. So it's a big test for them. But we're going to learn a lot about the Yankees um, over these next couple of weeks. You're going to learn about them fast this weekend as they've got the Tampa Bay Rays. They go to Tropicana Field, which isn't the easiest place. You do to not play. want to play there. That environment well, is the toughest joke, in baseball. You joke around, but the Yankees aren't great there. Well, yeah, probably because they're too distracted from uh, the white baseball because of the white dome that's above their heads. They don't, stadium. It's a stupid no doubt, stadium. No doubt they don't play well there, but uh, this has become a rivalry. The, the, the Rays and the Yankees, they don't like each other. So this will be a test. They got a four-game set over the weekend. Then they play the Angels at home for three, and they play the Rays uh, six times here in june so haven't had a game against the Rays. you're gonna see him a lot in the next uh four weeks and it, it is a nice test it's the second best team in your division right now and a team that you've struggled with in the past so we'll see how these guys hold up and maybe you get some guy you get, you're gonna get the guys back from the COVID il hopefully for the weekend a guy i think gallo was back today no yeah uh gal's back today donaldson should be back soon um i don't think it counts for him as serving his suspension yet because he's been on the IL. But I mean, this is a big series for the Yankees. There's there's no there's no huge critical must-win series in May, but this is you know one of their biggest series of the year so far. They're facing the second place team in their division for the first time on the road, four game set. So listen, they're a little banged up. Uh the Rays are a good team. If you can go on the road and split this series, you know. The, I'm sure the Yankees would take that 100%. Uh, 
anything better would be great. Um, and then obviously if they get into a three out of four loss or they get swept situation, then, you know, it's a different story. But um, like I said, it's a big test for them. They're banged up. Guys need to step up. Glaber Torres' bat is really getting hot lately, right? You need guys uh, to step up and get their bats going. Jose Trevino, I just mentioned, even Higashioka had a nice hit before. Um, and I think the biggest, I don't want to say question mark or it's not the right word, but the biggest downside and an anchor for this team that's going to drag them down is Aaron Hicks. I mean, he has been just dreadful. He, he, his, I've never seen a guy break down so much with his approach with runners in scoring position. It's really incredible. He struck out twice yesterday with the go ahead run on second base. Yeah, he's been really bad overall. He kind of started off pretty well. Hasn't been great, though. Do you believe, and I'm going to throw Gallo's name into this mix too, because when guys were fully healthy right now, no, the, what I'm about to say is not true, but with everybody fully healthy and this team rolling, like we saw them rolling even two weeks ago, I believe they can win in spite of those guys that even if they were doing what they are doing right now, but you had judge and you had Stanton and you had Donaldson and Rizzo hitting the ball, the Rizzo did not hit the ball in May, hopefully June, you know, turns that around, but don't you think they can win in spite of those guys? Yeah, I mean, 100%. Every team, you know, World Series team or whatever, division winner isn't going to have nine all-stars, you know, from top to bottom. There's going to be some guys that are below average or average players. Hicks is definitely a below average player so far this year, and I think they've proven they have the best record in baseball. That doesn't matter. They can win with his poor performance. But, you know, at what point do – we're seeing the Yankees get banged up right now. Aaron Hicks is going to be relied on in a little bit more of an important role. He's been batting leadoff for them the past couple of days, and he hasn't been doing well. So fully healthy, you know, playoff series. If if they do get fully healthy, that would be amazing. Uh, you'll, you'll live with Aaron Hicks batting ninth and being your center fielder or, or being your left fielder, wherever they put him. But that's not I how think that's going to be the case. Out. I, I, and I don't think it'll be the case. I do think the Yankees will add at least a fourth outfielder defensive guy that gets on base, you know, to kind of supplement Hicks or slash Gallo if they haven't gotten the bats going yet. But um, I, I mean, I'm looking at his baseball savant page right now. And it's, it's just, it's bad. I mean, it's all, he's in the bottom 25th, 25 percentile and just about everything he's in the bottom 98% of the league is better at him in bar- with barrel percentage. 98%. So he's not hitting the ball hard at all. The only things that he's doing very well is his walk rate and his chase rate. That's it. It's 11, what is it? 10, $11 million. You could just get rid of him. Three years, 30 million. That's what 30 you million. You're the New York Yankees. You could do it. That's what you got to get rid of. Um, or, or trade him with a prospect. You know, and that's one thing with money. Uh, you know, obviously the Yankees are facing a, a big payday for Aaron Judge in the offseason yeah. if they do decide to keep him, which, you know, judging that he gets a fully healthy season and keeps his name in the MVP race and everything like that, you would imagine they would want to keep him. Sure. There's going to be a little bit of money coming off the books because I think – Chapman's done. I think this is his last year as a Yankee. I believe I would have to double check, but I believe his contract is expiring after this year. If not, he's got one more year. Um, And, you know, Hicks, you got to work that out, see what happens, see if you could trade him. I mean, I don't know who the hell would take that contract on or take, take the player in general, but the Yankees have the money for it. If Aaron Judge is asking for $300 million, they have $300 million that they could give him. There's no excuse to not bring him back. Exactly. The New York Yankees, you should be able to do it. And to think that the New York Yankees would be rooting against this guy to have not have a great year or to, you know, have an injury where it kept him out for a few weeks and to lower the price. Of course not. The New York Yankees want this guy to have an MVP season like he is having. I mean, he not only an MVP season, he may be chasing – 
Roger Maris is 61. I don't think that yeah, yeah, exactly. I don't think the Yankees are stressing about this right now. I think they're sitting back enjoying the season that he's having. They're saying this is great for us, right? He's he's performing fantastic. And at the end of the day, they'll give him the contract that he wants. And if they don't give him the contract that he wants because he's asking for too much, they'll say, "All right, we'll have to move on and find a way to improve in a different way to make up for him leaving." But you're still getting an MVP season out of him and you're you know, Hopefully they get a World Series out of it this year and everything like that. So if, if all that works out, I don't think the Yankees are stressing too much if they'll be able to afford him in the offseason because I think they know they'll be able to afford him and they'll come up to a number that he wants um, as long as it's somewhat reasonable. Obviously, if the guy's asking for you know historic numbers, like blowing everybody out of the water, maybe not. But I don't think the Yankees are too stressed out about it. There's a team that was mentioned as a possible suitor if it got to that point. The Giants, who I've always thought made so much sense, he's from there. The Giants haven't really spent a ton of money. They have a lot of money coming off the books. But a lot of these veteran players, that always made a ton ton of sense to me, and they need a star. I mean, they don't really have a star offensively. But it shouldn't, right? And even if it it gets unreasonable, it gets unreasonable. You make a smart decision where you don't overpay for somebody or you don't bid against yourself. I, I get that. But if the Yankees lose him and it's a number that you kind of had in your mind, what you think he'd be asking for, and and let's just say a team like the Giants does make that move, you kind of said it very nonchalantly. It will not go down that way. I mean, if the Yankees lose this guy, period, fans will flip out. Oh, yeah. Just the casual fans will flip out whether or not they lose him and it was the right decision or it was the wrong decision. Well, listen, I, People I, think, are gonna be I think there's a fine line between saying the casual fan will freak out and then, you know, Yankee fans will freak out because I will freak out if Judge is gone, if it was at a reasonable price, right? If, if somebody goes out and gives him 10 years, $400 million, then I'll be like, okay, I can understand that. And hopefully the Yankees can make up in a different way. You go out you make a big trade, you know, hear Juan Soto's name getting thrown around. It doesn't even have to be him. It could just be another, you know, star in the league to, to make up for it. Um, it is somewhat Juan Soto would obviously be definitely making up for it, but you get the point. Um, listen, it all depends. I mean, I can't see a situation. I don't want to bite my tongue here. And, and sound, I also don't want to sound like the stupid optimistic fan, but I don't see a situation where the relationship is good with Judge and the Yankees and they're negotiating in, you know, a, a good faith, right? Judge wants to come back. He's, he's, he's a little flexible. And the Yankees don't bring him back. Because what have we seen over the past couple offseasons? Yankee fans were dying for them to go out and spend, get Corey Seager, get Freddie Freeman, get Carlos Correa, get somebody, right? Get, get, Trevor Story, Carlos Correa, all those guys we saw this offseason. The offseason before, right? The Mets traded for Lindor. Yankee fans started freaking out, right? Why can't we get a a Lindor or somebody like that? We've seen it year after year, and the Yankees haven't spent the money that some of their fans have wanted them to. I mean, they really haven't given out a, a major free agent contract since Cole. And I know that may sound like, well, that's not that long ago, but, you know, we're talking about the New York Yankees here, a team, big market team that spends a lot of money. So they've held back a little bit with spending big money, and I think that's all lining up for them to extend judges. I mean, well, they can't extend them anymore. Resign judges all season. Right, and it made a ton of sense that, especially last offseason, not even offseasons prior, that they weren't going after guys like a Freddie Freeman or, you know, the guys you named to sign to a long-term contract. But don't you think, that was even more reason to have gotten a deal done in the off season. And I don't want to go back and play. We're going back and playing devil's advocate on a deal that was not signed over a month ago now, almost two months ago. But well, what was that that frustrate you a little bit? Cashman came out and didn't he tell everybody what the terms were that they negotiated? Was it seven years, eight years? they were like $60 million off then. I think the Yankees, they could have gotten it done in the offseason if they gave him what he wanted, obviously. But I think they kind of said, okay, let's let this play out. We don't need to make a move right now. This isn't an urgent thing. We have this guy for one more year. Let's go see 
uh, you know, I'll put him in his contract year and see what he could do for us. And obviously so far he's doing incredible. I mean, he almost hit another home run today and he, it was a ground rule double. And he also hit a sinking line drive that was caught by Anthony Santander, but he's, he's on track to put up historic numbers this year. So you got to give it to him. The guys should be the captain of the Yankees, right? He's the closest thing to Derek Jeter we've seen in terms of, you know, being a Yankee, right? Carrying himself right and everything like that. So I think it's a no-brainer. And you bring up the captain thing, and I always think that's overrated. Oh, the Yankee captain, who cares? But I'll say this. He really did handle himself like the captain. It's a perfect segue into our next topic when discussing – the Josh Donaldson, Tim Anderson uh, incident that went on when, uh, you know, obviously two weeks ago you had Josh Donaldson and Tim Anderson getting into it over a tag that Donaldson had placed on Anderson. Anderson was not happy with it. Uh, the Yankees won that series three out of four. They come to the Bronx last weekend and Donaldson and, and Anderson had gotten into it. Donaldson called him Jackie in reference to when Tim Anderson had, claimed that he was the Jackie Robinson of today's game in 2019. And that started a little brawl after uh, Yasmani Grandal confronted him when Josh Donaldson came up to bat. So let me just say this. Donaldson is an idiot. He's an a-hole. We know this. Okay. My biggest problem, we're going to talk about how we feel about it. Just one thing. Donaldson's beef with the White Sox has nothing to do with the Yankees. Mm -hmm. Donaldson had a prior incidents incidences with the White Sox before he even got to the Yankees. So if I'm Giancarlo Stanton and I'm Aaron Judge and I got to sprint onto that field to defend this idiot that can't shut his mouth, I'd be pissed off. But that's just me. Right. I get it. Um, I agree. Donaldson has is definitely been an idiot over his career. I mean, he's he's been involved in a lot of conflicts and problems. You know, we like you just mentioned, him and the White Sox had their problems from him making comments about Giolito with the sticky stuff, and he did the same thing with the Yankees last year with Garrett Cole talking about the sticky stuff. Um, and yeah, he's not a very well liked guy. This whole situation, I think it's a mixture on both sides with Anderson just kind of um, – it's definitely not making something out of nothing because I don't think it's nothing. But this this whole situation was ridiculous. Just watching them – they played six games or seven games over seven. the past week and a half, right? They played back-to-back weekend series against each other. And – you had the slide in the first game of that first series where Tim Anderson slid back into the base and Josh Johnson put the tag on him. And it was a little extra. I don't know if he tripped or he did it on purpose. Right. Um, and there was a little beef and that game they were beefing and should have just ended there. And I don't know if the Jackie comment was made then it's, but from reading and hearing the storylines, it seems like the comment was made on Saturday, this past Saturday at Yankee stadium. Um, And you kind of just saw Tim Anderson bickering with the Yankees and bickering with Donaldson and Donaldson doing it back. And I don't know, the whole situation is, was just like, it should have ended earlier and it just kept getting uh, strong on and on and on. And I mean, you're right. If I'm judge and I'm standing and any of those other guys that's got to deal with this crap, you kind of get into a point where you're just like, Let's let it go. I mean, you know, you're on your own because you want to defend your teammate, but it gets to a point where you get sick and tired and you're like, this is ridiculous. And if I was, if I was a White Sox player, I'd feel the same way a little bit up until the Jackie comment thing. But um, I don't know. I just think the whole situation just got strung on and on and on. It was stupid. Yeah. Um, I, I thought that Donaldson could handle it a lot better. I thought his post-game press conference after the game was that it was pathetic to be completely honest with you. Absolutely pathetic. And he looked pathetic. He looked like an idiot. And it's not, I understand what you're saying that it, it seems to be a bigger deal than it actually is. But when you're dealing with a guy that is just a, not the brightest and b a problem, 
he he's made the issue even worse when he comes out after the game and admits he calls him Jackie and then says that, you know, it's an inside joke. I don't have an inside joke with people I don't like. Yeah. Okay. And Tim Anderson yesterday before his game against the Red Sox on Tuesday had said uh, to a reporter about the incident, he said he had said it to me in 2019 as a joke. And he said something along the lines of, okay, you said this, we never have to speak again. So clearly Anderson was not happy with him in 2019 when he first said it to him. And after all of this happened the weekend prior where there was an issue with Anderson and Donaldson, what made Donaldson think it was going to go over well again? Just right. Yeah. And I, I think you're right. I mean, I would understand if Donaldson said it to tease the guy, but still, you know, you don't, you're not close friends with him. Why, you know, it's stupid to make a comment like that. Um, my only problem with the whole situation is on Donaldson's side for in terms of defending Donaldson is I think it's ridiculous that he got suspended for a game. I, I, I don't, I don't get the suspension part. Okay. Here's where I land on the suspension part. Their reasoning is bullcrap. Their reasoning does not make any sense that he incited a, you know, almost brawl at issue on the field. If they want to say, we are suspending this guy because he used Jackie Robinson's name in a derogatory, not in a good way, right? right? It wasn't a, you know, respectful way to use his name. And since it was admitted and we know he said that we're giving him a game, I'd say, you know what? Fine. Cause Jackie Robinson is more than a baseball player. He's one of the most important, you know, people to ever walk this planet. What he did was incredible. Mm-hmm. So if they want to do that, that's fine. Because, again, Major League Baseball treats them like a god, as they should. But their reasoning, basically him trash-talking somebody and it started, you know, a, a fight, an on-field incident, no. You can't suspend him for that. Because when somebody else comes, you know, tomorrow night, you know, when the Mets play the Phillies and Bryce Harper calls Pete Alonso a jerk at first base and Pete Alonso gets upset about that, well, saying it's trash-talking. Right. You got to suspend Bryce Harper now. Right. Especially if it starts, you know, an altercation on the field. So yeah. that's where I have an issue. Um, oh, my God. I was literally just about to make a point. It completely slipped my mind. I'm talking about Anderson. Oh, I think the, the, the also was one problem I have with it. Why the hell is Tim Anderson comparing himself to Jackie Robinson? Though? Oh, yeah, that too. I mean, come on. Jackie Robinson's one of the greatest players we've ever seen play the game. And he, Tim Anderson flipped his bat in 2019 and says he's the modern day Jackie Robinson. It's a little insane, but no, I digress. Anderson's an idiot. To be honest, he's an idiot for saying that. I get, I get it. Nobody's Jackie Robinson. I understand the Donaldson. He's a jerk. You're right. Uh, I couldn't stand him when he was a, uh, a, a, Blue Jay, and I especially couldn't stand him last year when he was a That's the funniest thing. Yankee fans hated this guy last year. But honestly, I like him now because the Yankees needed a douchebag. We really did. We were like, he's a guy. He's a guy that if he's on your team, you like. If he's not on your team, yeah, I mean, I don't love him. I don't, I do not love him. Like, I, he's, I think he is a little pain in the ass and he's can be a douche and whatever. But the Yankees don't really have a lot of, of assholes on their team. No, they needed, and when they made the trade, I I think I said this exact wording. They they needed somebody like this. Yeah. You know, when we were talking about Correa, they needed a villain. They needed yeah. a villain on this team. Just Judge is not a villain. He's a fantastic player, but he's a great guy. Right. Jared Krabis, for crying out loud, did did something on DraftKings the other day. You know, like a, a roundtable discussion, and they one of the host asked him. He goes, "Who do you think the MVP is?" He goes, "Aaron Judge." He goes, yeah. I don't hate Aaron Judge. I love Aaron Judge. I think he's great. Right. So Judge isn't an unlikable player. I don't think Stanton's an unlikable player. I don't hate Stanton. Mm-hmm. They needed somebody like that. They had they did. they did. Correa would have worked too. It's fine. Although their fan base kind of hated Correa, though. That, that, that was yeah. That would have been funny. But listen, it's over now. Hopefully, you don't see them again. And, and Anderson, 
I think Anderson right now would probably his numbers are I think are the best out of any shortstop. He's having a fantastic season. Oh, he is, and he's great for the game of baseball. Mm-hmm. He's great for the game of baseball, but he ain't Jackie Robinson. No way, bro. No way. All right. Let's talk about the Mets. I'm, I really hope this story dies. Like it's I done. Think it is. I, it's, I think it's done, but after the appeal and if he does win it or if he doesn't, and he serves the game after he serves the game, it'll be yeah. done. I'll talk about the Mets. They, uh, they lost Max Scherzer uh, last week. And you know, what's funny. Oh, air popped out. You know what's really funny? What? Before the game in which was probably the game of the year where they lost 13-12 that thankfully I didn't stay up for to the Giants. Before that game, they were 6-1 and one or 5-1 and one since he got hurt, which is, like, very impressive. You know, right. you're, you're winning games, you're on the road, you win games, whatever. That's cool. Fighting at the adversity, and now they're five and three, six and three, whatever it is. They lose two games, lose the last two games of the series to the Giants, but their depth is going to be tested. They called up Thomas Zupecki, a starter from AAA. Big start today. He was, uh, you know, we're troubling. He was troubling. Yeah, to say the least. To say the least. uh, Troubling. I. Don't think, I mean, you'd have to go back and look. I saw a couple people referencing on Twitter. I think that's the worst debut for like any Met pitcher ever. I, I, it's I gotta be. I can't think of anything worse. One in the third inning, innings pitched. Uh, he has a 60 ERA, 60 yeah, points. Like eight earned, nine earned. Not, nine earned. He didn't give up a base hit. He got three doubles and four home runs. Oh, okay. Yeah, no base hit, no walk either. Right, three doubles for he'll hold. He'll he's the opposite. He won't <laughs> hold you to a single. He'll hold you to a double. Yeah, um, thankfully. What's why do the Mets have these starting pitching performances this year where they are just imploding? Even yesterday, Chris Bassett had what eight earned. Yeah, Bassett cannot pitch against the Giants. His two worst starts of the season. Not even, and the other one was even bad against the Giants. Just gave up like five runs, got the loss. Honestly, he can't pitch against the Giants. It's kind of impressive to give up eight earned at this point in the season and still keep your ERA below four. If, what is, if we want to put it in a good light? What is Bassett's ERA? It's three nine one. Oh, that went up. That went up a full run. Last night it was two eight something. Yeah. He's been really, really good this season. I mean, he, very good. And not great for your first start as really becoming, you know, the number one guy in this rotation for a month, hopefully. Um, hopefully it's only a month. Not well, not I mean, a great start, though. I mean, I trust I trust the guy. I think he's gonna be fine, but I think the Mets, I think, you know. Obviously, Scherzer is a huge blow. Uh, DeGrom was a huge blow, but having none of those guys in your rotation now, it's, it's going to be tough for them. And, um, you know, the starting pitching depth is is going to – it's it's very important. Um, what's the guy's name? Say it one more time. Zupecki, Thomas Zupecki. Thomas Zupecki. I don't think he'll be relied on much more going forward. No. But um, – you know, guys in the rotation like Carrasco, he's going to have to step up. McGill should be back soon, no? Uh, probably a week or two. Yeah, McGill should be back soon. So you need guys like that to step up. And the offense, obviously, is going to have to pick it up a little. But they've been doing pretty well lately. And Lindor's been getting hot. And Pete Alonso continues to hit the crap out of the ball. I think he hit the hardest hit sack fly I've seen in a while yesterday. It was like a sack line out. It wasn't even a fly ball. Um, He does that Pete's a been- lot. Pete's been he's, very good this season. He's very got a good. nice swing. When he hits those line drives, they're like frozen ropes. Like almost like Stanton. Yeah, those balls, they they carry the balls that he hits. Um, but listen, the lineup, we talked about it. I think they need another bat, but they'll be okay right now. The division is weak. I mean, Jesus Christ, the the Braves and the Nat and the uh, Phillies just continue to play mediocre at best baseball. They'll be okay. 
Yeah, I think they'll be okay. And I keep going back and looking at June because June is a very tough stretch. They're going to go to the Dodgers. They're going to go to the Padres. And they're going go to go to the Angels back to back to back. That's not going to be easy to start June. But like you just said, the division has been pretty bad. And I expect the Braves to figure it out and get better. I do. And I even think the Phillies will be a little better. Their schedule's weaker. I think they'll be somewhat better. Did you see this play that's going around right now? No. There's a runner on second base. Phillies and Braves are tied or whatever. Bouncer. Runner goes to second. Bad throw from Real Muto. So gets by the second baseman. Then gets by the guy backing up the second baseman. And then gets by the center fielder and rolls all the way to the wall. Oh, come on. Walk in. Go watch it. It's hilarious. But they continue to shoot themselves in the foot, the Plaxico Plax Burris style. And uh, last night, uh, Tuesday night, excuse me, the game was, they were up one in the ninth, and there was a fly ball to right center field, and Roman Quinn and whoever was playing right, I guess Castellanos, couldn't call each other off, and the ball dropped right next to them. The tying run scores, and they give up the walk-off, you know, a couple batters later. Are we surprised? No, we're not, but... Schedule's been easy. The schedule's been really tough. They're 20 and 23. I do believe they will get better, but they're seven and a half games out right now. The Mets, you know, have had a have had a commanding lead. Even when they haven't played well the last 20 games, they've gained two and a half games on the division by going eleven and nine. Yeah. I mean, the second place teams are 20 and 23. Second place, they're both 2023. The Mets will have the opportunity to uh to face uh, the Phillies this weekend. So uh, we'll see what ML- MLB's bio on Twitter is hashtag all rise for this bio. Really? Yeah. It's a little, uh, they pick your favorites here. Yeah, I think so. Why don't we get a uh, hashtag polar? It's getting no, over no, here. nobody wants to see that. I hate that nickname, dude. I, I can't polar bear. <sighs> Whatever works. It's Every been time working. I hear polar bear, I think of the Charmin Ultra Soft commercials. Like I don't, <laughs> I'm not intimidated. What about the flying squirrel? Well, that's great. Who's that? That's a minor league team. That's the Giants minor league affiliate. They call. They call. Uh, that's what they call McNeil. The flying squirrel. Why do they call him a flying squirrel? I don't get it. Because he's fast and he makes a ton of plays. Okay. All right. I'm gonna Speedy. go on the I'm, quick. I'm going on the Braves. Twitter right now. Did they? You think they tweeted this? I'll just send it to you. Oh yeah, here it's, it is. You got it already. I look at Alvarado pitching, big guy Alvarado. Oh my god! It's uh, it's funny. Some of their defensive miscues are funny. That's actually a lot of them. Are, looks like say. our softball game. No, we played. We played well in our softball. We game. played dominant softball. We, we did. Oh my god! It's so it's the I think the funniest thing is when it gets got gets by the guy that's backing up second base and he has to die. I don't know. I think, I think center field's the worst. Oh my god! And that gives the Braves the lead right there. Miami Heat up five at half. Who who um, would you be more afraid of if you were the Mets? Um, Atlanta. The yeah, Phillies are not. Sc- I feel. Listen, I. I I'm not afraid to put my pride aside. I picked the Phillies to be a wild card team. This team's not touching the playoffs. They might have that that little hot spurt that they have once in a while, but they're just not a fundamentally sound baseball team. You just look at them. The bullpen is still shady, right? The pitching's shady, and the lineup is inconsistent. And, you know, you already have – I hope it's fine. He's been doing okay, but you have this lingering injury with Harper with his elbow. Who knows what's going to happen with that? And defensively, they're just awful. And it hurts them defensively because he's – I mean, out of Castellanos and Schwarber, he's their best defensive outfielder. I don't mm-hmm. think it's close. Those two are butcher boys out there. So, yeah, you're right. It's, it's, it's not good. For them right now, I, they've been a 500 team for I think since 2018. I, I think that'll continue. I think they'll be a 500 team. Right. This year. I mean, I think, I guess the bright side, uh, this light keeps freaking adjusting. Um, the bright side, if you're a Phillies fan, is Schwarber 
has to get better. I mean, he's right around the Mendoza line right now. But, you know, how much how much is that going to do? And, and, and who knows if he even will get better? Well, if he's cold right now, I'm sure he will have the greatest weekend of his life. Mm-hmm. Going to play the New York Mets. Just him and Jock Peterson, man. Is Bryce Harper, I know he's still, you know, young in his contract. Is that going to be another fantastic free agent signing that we compare like a Max Scherzer signing? You think it'll work out that well? He's no. already on MVP and he's gotten a thousand OPS this year, like hitting the crap out of the ball again. It's very rare that we say, well, if they win a World Series, then yes. But if we're excluding that, no, I don't think it'll be right. because. If you look at Max Scherzer, take the World Series aside, it was still one of the better contracts ever because for seven years, that guy was, I think we could say, the best pitcher in the National National League, maybe in in the whole league, at least top two, top three. Yeah. Well, the thing with Scherzer was, too, like like Harper's, we can't – I know that's a tough question. I just gave you the answer because – he could be phenomenal for the next five years, but the last three years of that contract, if he's terrible, then you can't say he's better than Scherzer because Scherzer, that contract was so good because he won a Cy Young, won a World Series, right? Threw a no-hitter, should have thrown a perfect game. Thanks, Jose Tabata. Um, And he was phenomenal right until the end, right? All seven years, he was elite. And, uh, you know... Harper's got to do that for the rest of his contract. I know we're comparing uh, apples to oranges with pitchers and hitters here, but still, you gotta yeah, you gotta big, be elite a, for the whole contract. It's six years, it's a huge six year difference. But the Phillies don't care about that. If Harper's bad for the last three years, they they expected that. You know what I mean? Like they right? They didn't sign up for him to be elite for his whole freaking contract. Let me ask you something. Did you think when the Nationals – do you think the Nationals thought when they signed him to that contract that after the seven years they would, A, have a World Series, and, B, trade this guy along with another star to bring in a massive package to then Scherzer getting $40 million plus a year in another contract? You, mean, you think they would have ever thought that? Are you talking about – what, are you talking about Trey Turner with trading him? Yes. Yeah, so do you and think trading- that – Wait, trading Scherzer you, or trading Turner? Take that out. Take the trade out for a minute. Do okay. you think the Nationals, after seven years of Scherzer, thought after the contract he would get another big contract for $40 million a year? Oh, no way. I think the Nationals are – I think Mike Rizzo did a good job, right? But I think the Nationals are the luckiest team we have seen in years. Mike yes. Rizzo's career. Mike Rizzo got an amazing break. I don't know if he is a saint or a great guy or whatever, but that guy's luck is pretty damn good because you let Bryce Harper go, who is now going to be, he's already won an MVP for the Phillies and he looks like he's going to be a hall of famer, go in the hall of fame as a Philly, probably. Um, and you re-signed Steven Strasburg, who's made seven starts in the past three years, and you gave him seven year a seven-year contract of two hundred million or whatever the hell they gave him. You traded away Trey Turner. Scherzer's gone, right? They their future looks terrible right now, and and obviously the present is horrible too. Um, but they that one small window that they had. And they weren't even – they didn't even win the division, right? Weren't they in the wild card game that year when they yeah. won? They didn't even win the division. We were talking about them trading Scherzer at the deadline that year because they were floating around 500. They did not look like a good team. And, man, they got on a hot streak, and guys – Strasburg pitched his ass off in the postseason. Rendon was hitting the cover off the ball, and they won the World Series. So They had Scherzer and Strasburg and Corbin – and Anibal Sanchez, remember, he pitched very well in that postseason, yeah. all healthy at the same time. Yep. That also, too. I think he's a great GM, and I think the rebuild is going to go quicker than you think. And those fans in D.C. love him, love Rizzo. But, yeah, you're right. I mean, look, you let Harper walk in. I think most people I – didn't, I didn't kill them for that move. 
I didn't think it was a bad mood. Well, the move Nationals, to, what, to let Harper go? Yeah, I mean, they had Soto. He came at, what, an 18, no, Soto? Yeah. So you yeah. saw what he can do that year. You knew who was replacing him. And the they Nationals, had, remember, they had Robles coming up, too, in 2019. Yeah, he was a big prize. He, Robles, was, his name was getting thrown around with Acuna's because they came up around the same time. Yep. Um, You know, it. It's funny because we were considering the Nationals as one of those teams that kind of missed their window, right? We saw all those years they kept going to the NLDS, the NLCS in the mid to 2010s to the early 2010s, right? They were constantly there and they were coming up short year after year. And um, it seemed like they were, they missed their window. And then 2019, they, uh, they had some hell, one hell of a run. Them and the Braves. I don't know what what the NL East, what they're doing over there, but it's working. Soon. Soon. This year, too. Mm. Yeah, Marlon's making a run. We'll get a three-peat. You want to hear something crazy before we end this little baseball segment? So I was listening to John Heyman the other day. I'm so sorry. And he brought up a point about the Nationals and Soto because there is a rumor floating around that Soto is going to get traded, and I do not think so. But the Nationals are for sale, and the belief is they will be sold either before the – definitely before next season. So before the 2023 season, they will be sold. And they believe part of the deal will be this ownership kind of gets a price range for an extension, and if not, they – this current ownership – will have to trade Soto so that the new ownership doesn't come in and having to give out a huge contract and having their first move be trade Juan Soto. Right. So that's the, that would, that's what wow. Scott. That's Moore one hell of a way to leave. Right. Just be that's... like, Oh, thank you. Nationals fans. By the way, we traded away the greatest player we've had in the past 50 years. They're whole, they're maybe yeah. the most talented player in their franchise history. Yeah. And what was I going to say? I forgot, but yeah, it that wouldn't that be something like new ownership comes in. All right. It'll be the big, this is what I want to say. One of the biggest trades possibly ever in, in prospect. You know, he's not having a great year. Mm-hmm. You see this? Uh, yeah, sorry. I, uh, pull I it up dist- right now. I got distracted by a tweet. A Jets star is about to get the bag to the tune of $102 million. Who – it's like a an article. Who the hell is – what, Quinn and Williams? Who the hell are you giving $102 million to? Wilson's oh, my God, Quinn and Williams. Five years, $102 million? Really? Unless he is goes out – Is that serious? That's like a, an article, like from Pro Football Focus or something. No, even not even heavy.com. Who the hell is this? Oh, yeah. Reliable source. Well, it's from a verified Twitter account, but I don't know what the hell he's talking about. No, no, no. That's a very verified source there. You got a, uh, we're going to come back. We're going to do basketball. We'll give you a score update. Um, But yeah, that that's the baseball for you. NLE drama. You think uh, quickly the Blue Jays kind of find their way out of this, or do you think they were seriously overrated this year? I think they were seriously overrated. But so you don't think they will find their way out of it? I think they they'll they'll be what they were last year. I think they they could be wild card contenders or something like that. But I don't think this team is winning the World Series now. So my prediction of Blue Jays winning the World Series is not good. Um, I mean, it's you know. It's the end of not, May, so that could change. Not looking but right. How it's looking right now, I'd say no. Hey, the the Braves were under 500 at, in August. Yeah. I so mean, anything, anything can happen. Yeah, exactly. That's baseball, Susan. That's baseball, Susan. All right, we're going to come back, give an update on the hockey playoffs with the Rangers, and then also the NBA playoffs, but that will all be after the break. The S&E Podcast Channel. The perfect channel for any style of podcast. We have all different pop culture style podcasts for all of your listening needs. If you would like to start a podcast, you can reach us at sndpodcast at gmail.com. We are always looking for new podcasts to add to our channel, and the topic could be anything you want. So contact us now. Here we go. We are back. The Hardline Sports Talk episode 65. Uh, We just did 
a nice amount of time on baseball. We're going to move on to the playoffs going on in both uh, major four sports, four major sports here in the U.S., and that is hockey and baseball. We are going to start off with the hockey, though. Uh, Tuesday night, the Rangers evened up their series with the Carolina Panthers to Carolina Hurricanes. I always do that. Carolina. Always do that. Carolina Hurricanes. Panthers. 2-2. Both teams have won their games at home, lost on the road. So game five, uh, Thursday night in Carolina, I think the winner is going the winner of that game is going to win the series. Carolina is terrible on the road. Terrible. And they should have lost game one to the Rangers at home. If it wasn't for a missed shot that should have went in by Capo Caco. I think that's his name. I think I said it right, pronounced it right. Um but if if he hits that shot in the third period to make it two nothing in the first game, the Rangers are up three one right now, going back to Carolina trying to clinch it. No, it's 2-2. Two, two. It's fine. I predicted yesterday before the game on Tuesday afternoon that the Rangers were going to win 4-1 to one in game four and win the next three straight to make it four straight and win the series. Right. I have that on my phone, audio. I still believe that's going to happen. I do think the Rangers will win Thursday night and then come back home for game six and clinch it at the Garden. And listen, their next opponent is not going to be easy. It's the Tampa Bay Lightning. And the Lightning, who have beat the Islanders the last two years in the Eastern Conference Final, they've lost. They have won 10 straight playoff series. 10 straight. The record is the Islanders. They won 19 straight. And that's when you know they went on, they had the four Pete, and then they went to the Stanley Cup final to win their fifth straight in the 80s, and they lost the Stanley Cup final. But that was 19 straight series. So the Lightning are coming for that record. And I think the, no matter what, I think the Lightning are going to the final. I don't know if they'll win the final, but I think they're going to beat. I don't know. Colorado looks like unstoppable. Um, yeah, that, that's what I'm saying. I don't think they. I, I don't know if they would. Although beat I think in the I think final. that's going to be a good series. I think the, I think the Flames Oilers series has been really good, and I think both of those teams are great. I, I don't know. To me, it seems like a lot. A lot of these Western Conference teams seem a little bit more intimidating than the Eastern Conference ones. That's just they me. score more. They do. They um, score a lot more. Yeah, I mean Carolina. I, I don't think they've won a single game on the road this postseason, right? They haven't. They and they've won every game at home. They're undefeated. Every at home. game at home. Yep. That's crazy. that's a tall task. That's um, a tall task for the Rangers. I, to do. I, I but disagree. they had it done. I disagree with your take that the winner, like, obviously, yeah, the odds are going to tell you that the winner of Game Five will have the more likely chance to win the series. But I think this game could this this series could definitely go Game Seven, and I think either team could win that Game Seven. Um, maybe, you know, I think, I think we're realizing we either a hyped up the hurricanes a little too much or B downplayed the Rangers a little too much in this series. Um, you know, it seemed like at one point in game five, the Rangers could score, you know, five goals in one freaking period. Like in the first period they came out firing and it looked like they could score whenever they wanted to. I think Carolina's lucky that score was only four to one. Yes. There were um, multiple chances. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I agree. I mean, I, I think um, the, that Florida is pretty much done against Tampa. I think Tampa advances easily. Is that game? It's done. That's it. They it's swept done. them. I think last night. Good job, Jam. Yeah, it's done. Um, but yeah, Colorado looks really good. And I'll tell you, I, I've watched this Edmonton series a little bit. Calgary's a, a fun team to watch, but this Connor McDavid is just. I think everybody's pulling for McDavid. He's something to watch, man. He can skate like no other. He's like doing spin moves on the ice. I'm like, I didn't even know that this is possible. Colorado up 3-1 in the series, and they are up 3-1 in the game 18 minutes ago in the third period in game five. So we'll see if they clinch that. And uh, right tomorrow, Thursday, you'll have the Rangers and Panthers, and you'll have Edmonton and Calgary game fives, huge game fives there. Um, what was I going to say? Yeah, and, and something, you know, that I think Ranger fans were concerned about, especially in the first series, was that the first two road games, well, first, Igor did not look great, you know, in the first four games of that series. And he even got pulled in a couple of them on the road. 
in this series, he's been unbelievable. He looks like the Vesna uh, trophy winner. He looks like that guy. So I mean, he's also, he's a finalist for the MVP. So he, he is the winner of the Vesna, the best goalie. And he's, you know, an MVP candidate. He's looked like that guy this series. And if he continues to look like that guy, even going into if they can win, win this series, because a lot of Ranger fans, most Ranger fans did not think they were going to beat Carolina. And now after these two games and even seeing the first two games in Carolina, I think they have confidence now that they can beat them and they, they actually expect them to beat them. And they should. They should expect to win the series. Is it Vesna or Vezina? Vez, I've heard it pronounced as Vesna. Vesna. I don't like that hockey doesn't name their awards as just what it is. Like, yeah, you you can't just call it like goalie of the year. And MVP, like you gotta have heart and all these different names. Right, the MVP is the heart. Yeah, yeah. I, even I don't Stanley like Stanley Cup. No. You know, that's that's fine. That's fine. I, I I know, but you know, it's a little confusing. Yeah, that's all the hockey talk. I've been watching a lot of hockey. I'll say that. So I I've really been caught up. I'm gonna get into it. I'm a diehard Ranger fan. What can I say? Um, I actually, I gotta get my gear. Just, I gotta uh, buy a hat or something. Stop proclaiming yourself as a diehard because you. I know I hate team. doing that because I hate. I am a fan. I'll, I'll, I'm a casual Ranger fan. I'm rooting Extremely for them. Extremely casual. The You're not even casual. I'm like, a cat. A, a casual fan, like you keep up with the team throughout the season. I do keep know. up with the team. I can tell you, players. I watch yeah, games. Now, uh, you know, never. Mind. Not even just the postseason. I do a little bit. Move on. You're gonna get me mad. NBA, which by the way has been freaking atrocious. Mm-hmm. And can we say this? I have never seen teams in any sport be so nonchalant about leaving guys out in a postseason game. You're talking I mean, about it's the, like every- the Warrior game when them put them putting the starters back in. No, I'm talking about today. I get an injury report. All right, Smart's actually going to play tonight after not playing game four. And Robert Williams, who plays every other game, he's going to play tonight. And Tyler Hero's out. And Kyle Lowry missed a bunch of games. And Jimmy Butler comes out of games. Like, listen, I'm not telling you to play through a torn ACL. But even if you got a little nagging injury, can you please get on the court and play postseason basketball? You're in the Eastern Conference Finals, for crying out loud. And we're sitting here, you know, resting guys. Oh, you know, he's, he's not that good. We're going to save him for game five. Are you kidding me? Right. I can't I mean, get it. I cannot get into the it's NBA soft. playoffs. The load management, so all that soft. stuff. It's soft. I can't believe the lack of good basketball games that we've seen. This is, the, this is the worst postseason of all time. It has to be. Oh, my God. It's so bad. Every and game we- is like a 20-point blowout. Even the Warrior game on Tuesday night was a 10-point uh difference but it was way worse than 10 points the warriors just made it close at the end like garbage the warriors scored a ton of points in the fourth quarter and they outscored it by 19 yeah in the fourth quarter but that name that game never got like oh you know this is kind of close i tonight we're lucky in game five with the the boston um heat series that you know it's it's a one point game right now but siri just went off for a minute i'm sorry um, we're yeah, have like, know, uh, like sauce gardener. I know it's going to put it nice, but yeah, terrible, terrible basketball done, done with the NBA. NHL is better anyway. See diehard hockey fan, big hockey guy right here, big hockey. Um, guy. but yeah, that's my biggest problem right now with the NBA playoffs is that like, how do you sit guys out? We can talk about the game. I mean, they're not good. They're not competitive. No. They're literally to the point where you turn the TV on, you see, oh, basketball's on. So it's been on every night. It's good. Put it on. Oh, the heater winning by 30. Okay. Turn it off. Right. That's it. It's done. There was one game in this whole entire series before tonight where Miami was winning big. It was game three in Boston, and they were winning big, and Boston made, like, a miraculous comeback. That was when Butler got hurt and didn't come back in, and they made it somewhat close, but then Miami ended up winning by 10 anyway. They went on a run late, and they won. Do you know about the the, the former Nick streak? Is that true? I can't, I can't really get yeah. to believe that. 75 years. I don't really believe that. Why? 
I just don't. I just don't believe that. Um, so you got Luke Cornett is on the Celtics. Yes. And Frank Nilekina is on the Mavericks. So the Mavericks seems very unlikely. But the Celtics, yes. the Celtics is a They'll little win. bit more realistic. They'll win. What's a better matchup? What do you want to see in the NBA Finals? Celtics-Warriors. Okay, yeah. Because that's like, I heard that debate on the radio the other day. Um, that's like, that's history. Like, this is one of the most historic franchises ever. Maybe in all sports, one of them, top five for sure. Mm-hmm. And then you have like this new school dynasty warriors who have came back from, you know, the dead almost and are right. playing big time, meaningful basketball with the core of guys that did it the last time. It's special. It's, you're, it's talking really, about, really special. Uh, you're talking about Michael K. Yes, I couldn't believe that. Yeah, like, that was that he... was like the worst take. He was saying that the Heat Warriors was a better matchup than Celtics Warriors. Or and like it wasn't, it wasn't from like a basketball standpoint. He was just saying like from entertainment. I was like, no. God, I don't even know if he was like sticking by it or if it was just you know trying to play devil's advocate. I, I think he was art. just trying to be different. Like, oh, my God, but that's that's something where you can't even be different. Like, right. this is easy. What I have three tweets right now and a text from your brother and also a tweet from your brother. Please get Aaron Hicks off this team. Is yeah. Aaron Hicks kidding me with that play? Catch the ball, Hicks. What happened? I don't even know what happened, but all I know is it's first and third, two outs, 0-2 count in the ninth inning right now. Clay Holmes on the mound. Oh, he won. Oh, blue. Clay Holmes is having an insane season. I mean, it's 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 historic right now. It's crazy. Oh, that was borderline. Sorry. Big moment. Yankees Orioles, May twenty fifth. They won. Season on the line. Yankees won. Already what? got that. What? Yankees won. They won the game. They won the game. Okay. Yeah, they just won. Thanks, Michael. Thanks for spoiling it. I I, I don't know. Why did I click on it and it said... I don't know. My Yes app is delayed. Uh, Oh, I didn't know you were watching on the Yes app. I'm sorry. I thought you were following it on game day. JP Sears. How many innings did he go? Five. Wow. Beast. Good for JP Sears. Hey. Your is that his first major league game? Uh no. Did they just call him up for triple A? Oh, my brother's calling me to complain about Aaron Hicks. I'll call him back. Did they just call him up from triple A? They did. He was up with the well, team in the beginning of the year as like a reliever. He actually got a win. He just came Well, at least him. at least your guy had a better first outing starting of the season than my guy. Yeah. A little different. A little different. Yep. Yeah. Uh, the, so the Warriors, a loss game for like we just talked about the Mavs complete a sweep. I mean, the Mavs avoid the sweep, excuse me, but I think the Warriors will complete the gentleman's sweep. Yeah. On uh, what would that be? Thursday night. Mm-hmm. So big Thursday night. Got the hockey, got the NBA playoffs. Ramping up. It's ramping up. Always baseball and the Mets aren't playing, but. Yeah, Yankees start a big series in Tampa Bay. There's some good sporting events on this weekend. Hopefully, we got a little bit more juicier sports news. I think we were kind of we became numb to it because of the crazy NFL offseason that we had and all that stuff that was going on with the and, and you know, uh, baseball offseason was going on at that time too. But I think really? you're over. I think you're overblowing this. I think you got. I mean. We the got important not, playoff series going on, but storylines, there's not a lot to talk about right now. Not a ton of big storylines, you're right, but you do have the playoff series. I mean, it sucks that the NBA has been just not entertaining. It looks like the Celtics game will at least be pretty entertaining. I mean, it's it's stayed close throughout the whole game so far. We'll see. Low scoring like game, low, though. I like the low scoring. Jason like Tatum three for twelve, defense. but he's in triple Ooh. double territory. He's doing he's he's passing the ball around. Triple doubles mean nothing. Yeah, they do. Not they don't mean absolutely right. nothing. So that'll probably do it. 
We'll yep. have an NBA Finals matchup, I think, next time. We'll have the Conference Finals in hockey. We'll have answers to our baseball teams, hopefully. Big weekends for both against division rivals. Mm-hmm. And we'll see what happens. Hopefully, we get more storylines. I think we will. I think we'll be fine. We'll be, we'll be good. Law of averages. We'll yeah, have a big we'll, week. We'll, we'll be good. But um, this was episode 65, and we'll talk to you guys next time.